planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino, and today I have Conrad Toll with me. So this episode is actually a live broadcast on Twitch, and so extracting audio was kind of difficult, and uh, it was a bit of a challenge. I somehow did not... It didn't record the, like, the first 15 minutes or so, so I'm gonna have to uh, see it here. So if you hear a little bit of a overlap when it gets into the recording of me and Conrad talking about this, then you know why. So today's episode is all about Gagori Rasputin. Some say Rasputin was gifted from the gods. Others say he was the devil himself. But all whose path was crossed with him says he's quite simply charming. Gagori Rasputin, the self-proclaimed spiritual guru, Russia's mad monk, if you will entertain that idea. When he was just a child, he was known to have magical powers of healing. One of eight children, the one that only survived. When he was 12, he had a high fever battling the sickness during a visit where villagers came by his home and spoke to his father about some recent horse thefts. Well, little Rasputin overheard them talking and he starts to get up points his finger to one of the villagers and says, It's him! He stole the horse. Well, sure enough, they tell him later that night, only to catch him stealing somebody else's horse. So Rasputin was right. But how was he right? How did he know? Could he see it? We're going to get into that a little bit later. When he was a young man, he had several charges of petty theft and small crimes. He was very much a man searching the earth and finding who he was, who he felt he was. Despite rumors of having sex with female followers, it was never proven and only tales of wisdom, healing, and faith followed Rasputin. When he turned 28, he was married to a peasant and working in the fields alone. It was then when Rasputin had witnessed a miracle and saw the Virgin Mary appearing to him, pointing to the sky. Well, Rasputin thinks to himself, yes, this must be it. This is what I'm meant to do. He decides to be a holy man in this very moment. You see, Rasputin, like other historical figures, had a dark side, a light side, and a mystical side. He spends the rest of that night alone next to a picture of Mary. Says he hears a voice. I am weeping for the sins of mankind, Gagori. Go, wander, and cleanse the people of their sins. This only confirmed what the mad monk had already thought to himself. So a journey begins. Rasputin embarks on a spiritual quest after spending several months in a cave having homosexual orgies. You heard me right. He came out a changed man, even became a vegetarian, swore off alcohol, praying, and singing holy songs. This is where he may or may not have joined 
the Cleats, an underground spiritual Christian sect which split from the Russian Orthodox Church and existed from 1645 until the late 20th century. Rituals were rumored to include self-flagellation and sexual orgies. In any case, this is around the time Rasputin entered the city of Kazan, where it is said that he healed one man's wife of insanity just by talking to her. This helped the rumors that he was indeed a holy man. Soon, Rasputin makes three prophecies in the city of Petersburg after meeting with some bishops. One, one of the bishops is going to have a hernia soon. Two, the other bishop will lose his mother very soon. And three, the other is about to have a child out of wedlock. So he gave these prophecies to these bishops that he met the day he met them. And guess what? They all came true. That is, if you believe the memoirs of his daughter and granddaughter, some of Rasputin's historical accounts are hard to decipher whether or not they're true, what's myth, what's not. So I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. What's number, eight. number six is do not get married, but those who are married uh, live with your wives as uh, you would live with a sister. Free peoples are not to marry, and the married ones get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, um, and then there was a few others that are pretty pretty normal, like do not steal. and um, That's pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, they they also had um, they believed in flagellation, which is where you would um, punish yourself physically, like you would uh, m- most notably like whip yourself or do something that is painful. Uh, yeah, I was, gonna, like I was going to get to that. Apparently, there are rituals uh, that included self-flagellation and sexual urges. Yeah. So generally, the way that it would work is they would start out with flagellations. They would meet in this big group. They would start with mm-hmm. flagellations and then they'd go into this frantic dancing that was called uh, drunk dancing or something like that and it was supposed to um, get, almost make you giddy or dizzy uh, lightheaded and then it would end in a big pile. Is there is there anything else? Uh, no. Is, is, there, that, is, there, I, is there any other kind of dancing? All I know is drunk dancing. Well, it, it was... <laughs> it, it was kind of like they, they you know, you, it, the pictures show them joining hands and dancing in a long, uh, in a circle. So, you know, they, they all form a big circle, sure. join hands, and then go quickly in a circle. And then uh, other ones said that it, um, that you, you know, individuals would be dancing by themselves, going in tight circles, and also. Uh, was punctuated by rolling your head. So a lot of circular movement, uh, mm. I think, to help inspire lightheadedness. Kind of weird practices. Um, but yeah, it's... So, the, what, what are they again? The Christies? The Christies? Yeah. Anyways, they're, they're an underground spiritual Christian sect which yeah. split from the Russian Orthodox Church and existed from 1645 until the late... 20th century. Yeah. And um, around this time, though, Rasputin entered the city of um, Kazan? Kazan. 
where it is said that he uh, healed one man's wife of insanity simply by talking to her. You know, he just walked up to her and be like, Hello, darling. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Your, your husband yeah, you is sure quite, quite a quite conversation with. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, just looking at Rasputin, the way that it worked is they talked for a bit and, you know, the saying, uh, never, never, never argue with a, a stupid person because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Maybe she realized she didn't hit <laughs> rock bottom until she saw Rasputin and thought, ah, no, no, no. I'm quite sane. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why they're speaking in such British uh, accents, but. Well, you because know, I can't it, do a, if it, a Russian if it was accent. A movie, if it was a movie, they'd all have British accents anyway, let's be honest. Uh, there was a black and white Rasputin movie made. Uh, I, I did not watch it, but I did learn. You know how they say in a lot of movies, anyone appearing in this film, living or dead, uh, any resemblance is purely coincidental? Um, sure. Not really, you, but uh, I, I know what you're going, where you're going. Yeah, that was originally – crafted originally uh. inspired by the Rasputin uh, movie because people that were portrayed in the Rasputin movie sued because of def- uh, de- deformation. Right. De- and because of that, they thought, well, maybe if we just stuck this thing in there, it would give us enough legal leg up in, <laughs> in the court not to be sued next time. So even in movies where there's obviously semblances between the, the two people mm-hmm. that are, exist in real life, mm-hmm. you will still find that in there as maybe, I don't know, some sort of a Hail Mary of, you can't do me! <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, just a little tidbit tied in there. So yeah, there, there is a Rasputin movie. I didn't know. I don't think I would watch it, but you never know. In any case, when he healed this man, this man's wife, this kind of boosted the the rumors that he was indeed a holy man, right? So he was beginning to get this uh, bigger. What what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reputation. Reputation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after this affair, right? This is where he starts to travel to uh, Saint Petersburg, and he meets. Uh, some bishops in St. Petersburg. And I don't know if you know this, but he made three prophecies. One oh. of the, yes, one of the, there weren't like um, Nostradamus, like you know, the world's going to end in 2050. No, these were prophecies specifically for these bishops that he met with in St. Petersburg. Mm. And one was one of the bishops was going to have a hernia soon. And the other, um, the other prophecy was that the other bishop lose his mother soon Mm. and the last prophecy is that the third bishop is about to have a child out of wedlock (laughs) yeah you don't don't need to be a prophet (laughs) you probably say that to somebody yeah you might have a child with somebody else that that's um could you imagine like this this holy person shows up in your town and he's going around and he's telling everyone's future and he comes to you like eric you're going to have a hernia in about three weeks. You're like, of all the information you could have told me, like <laughs> that is something that I can't really prepare for. It doesn't mean no good. I'm not like, it's not destructive. Like if it was like, Eric, your mother's going to die. You'd be like, Oh gosh, I better get, 
you know, meet with her, have dinner a few times, you know, that sort of a thing. Sure. It's, you're going to have a hernia. What am I going to do? <laughs> I can't prepare Go for it. Go on a really cleanse, cleansing diet, maybe? <laughs> but even that wouldn't help a hernia. But, but you know, after he said these prophecies, about a month passed by and all three came true. Now, the problem I have when I did research for Rasputin was a lot of this information, even though Rasputin was like 1900s. Yeah. And he died like, what, 1960? Somewhere around there? No, 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 no. More like uh, 1920. 1920? I thought, maybe I'm thinking about his daughter in 1960, but. Yeah, he died 1916. 1916, okay. So the problem that I have with with Rasputin's, uh, you know, the research and his stories and his tales of healing and stuff like that is that it all comes from two people, essentially, and they're the uh, memoirs of his daughter mm-hmm. and then the and the the book of his great granddaughter, and you kind of have to take it well, at, a few at face value. I mean, yeah, there's others. been some other ones, but most of it. It's it's hard to to confirm any of this, right? Because it's it's his word and his family's word against maybe a few historians that did research on this. That, that see, I'm going to really... disagree with you a little bit there. There is one other extremely conf- not um, com- uh, something that that just would bamboozle that's bamboozled historians for the longest time. Bamboozled, and that, yeah. Confuzzled, confuzzled historians. <laughs> Go ahead. That is, why would the Queen of Russia trust this strange, wandering monk? There were also rumors that he was sleeping with that same queen. So yeah, yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if but it was true, then I mean, of course she would trust him, right? Well, why would she even get that far with him? Like, why? Why would anyone have anything to do with this fellow? And the doctors that um, worked with, uh, not worked, but oversaw, that were like there trying to cure the queen's uh, son of, uh, what was it? It was a, a blood disease, uh, hemophilia. Uh, right, right. The one that were trying to, to cure the son, they couldn't do anything. And then like Rasputin walked in. He shows up and he immediately cures him. Yeah. And then like, he would get worse, and then Rasputin would come back from, I don't know, vacationing somewhere. He'd walk into the room, spit on his patient, and walk out. That was pretty much his entire thing. <laughs> and the, the patient would get immediately better, like by the end of the day, better. But there and were so, also but speculation then, that he wasn't actually healing him, that he yeah, had yeah, some yeah. kind of okay. – Yeah, yeah. You I, know it, it was I mean. aspirin. That was, <laughs> but here's the thing: even if it was the aspirin, then that mm. wouldn't that even if the the person's like, here, take an aspirin a day. How long does the aspirin blood thinning last? It's not very long. But here's the thing, though, and I think we've talked about it on the show in past episodes. It's the placebo effect, right? Uh, you think possibly okay, but yeah, but hear me out. You're dying. You're on your deathbed. And then you, someone tells you, the holy man, the healer himself from God, Rasputin, is coming to see you. 
and he gives you something and you take it, of course you're going to have that placebo effect that a holy man gave me something to fix my illness. Uh-huh. Well, he's going to get better. It's what about it, just a, do you think that a, a telegram itself would do it? Like, you know, he was doing poorly and then he sent a, a telegram to Rasputin. Rasputin sent a telegram back that said, I'll pray for you. And then he got I think so. I that. think so because it's the belief. It's the mental belief that yeah, kind of tricks. Yeah, but it's just a telegram. It's not even yeah, like a doctor's it, visit. But like, yeah, but it, I guess it's kind of the psychological effect that your brain has more power than you yeah. think. Yeah, but does it have that much? I think so. I because think so. Here, here's I don't. The thing. Uh-huh. He had worked up quite the impressive repertoire of heals patients before he even made it to the queen. Like, the queen doesn't just throw open her door and be like, hey, anybody, come take a crack at trying to heal my son. No, 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 no. <laughs> Like, it takes a lot to get a royal uh, monarch to open up their doors and let a stinky monk with an interesting, controversial history into your palace to see the sun. Like, just that alone gives a credit that there must be a ton of stories out there that there's a lot of people repeating. So it's not just his daughter and his granddaughter. There was tons of people talking about it that it just, that that, it takes a little more than like two or three accounts for the royalty to start opening their doors. Then he shows up and actually starts making large progresses towards healing her son. Like uh, maybe the placebo effect could do that. Obviously it could, but that's, I mean, what are the odds? Hmm. I, I think that's kind of what it is. <clears throat> I don't think he had, and we'll probably agree with this. I don't think he actually had any kind of healing powers to. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever noticed that there's something kind of peculiar about Rasputin. Have you ever seen any of his pictures? Yeah, he looks he looks odd. Always staring you down, kind yeah, of black-eyed. He, yeah, I, and it's interesting. That's one of the, a lot of the people, all the people always say about Rasputin is he had very interesting Dark eyes. eyes. You know who kind else has pierce interesting, piercing, un, uncanny, unblinking eyes? Uh, uh, anyone who's vampires. a cult's leader? Vampires. Okay, but vampires okay. can't cure you from illnesses. Okay, perhaps. But, Unless they turn like, you into a vampire, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or if you already were a vampire. If you, if the sick person was already a vampire? If the sick person was already a vampire. It's impossible. Vampires can't get sick. Or not sick with any regular disease. They got some kind of vampire herpes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if they're suffering from not getting enough blood. Mm. Yeah, but they don't die. Right. And the son didn't die either. He yeah, was just didn't... very sick and needed did, help. But, yeah, but didn't his... Uh... The pep back in his step like came back and he was uh, he was out running around doing whatever. Yeah. After he after got After a pill? What? After After um, after a pill? I'm sorry, I'm not understanding that word. After a pill that Rasputin gave him, like a, uh, no, no, no. A, 
No, Rasputin didn't give him a pill. Rasputin didn't give him anything. Rasputin just did his weird magical um so you think okay magic. so you think Rasputin has some kind of trance thing going on with his eyes like he put no, no, people no, no, in a no. trance I think that he was doing some sort of a energy transfer Oh come on come uh, on Okay okay <laughs> Let, let's 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 back up a bit Vlad the Impaler the first yes. vampire, right? Yes, yes. Related to what did we say? <laughs> Related to Queen Elizabeth, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And George W. Bush. Not just Queen Elizabeth. Almost everybody. It is almost all the. I said monarchs. almost. I said almost. Almost. Okay. Just, just the monarchs are the big ones, like because the most famous living descendant of him right now is. Prince Charles of England. Right. He he's the fellow who's like, I'm the person that genealogy shows that I came from Vlad the Impaler. Okay, <laughs> right. If you go up his chain of um, uh, ancestors, you will find the the main split over all the monarchs of England, uh, not of England of Europe, the grandmother of Europe, Queen. Victoria, okay? Mm-hmm. You know who Queen Victoria is related to? I'm sure you'll enlighten me here. Of course. <laughs> Nicholas II, who is the father of this, the son. <laughs> also, Wilhelm. Cage. Uh, Will, William? Will, Willem, the, the Kaiser, Wilhelm? The Kaiser Wilhelm? of Germany during World War I at the same time. And then okay. also the grandmother of King George IV, who was right? also... Uh, the the monarch at the time. Mm-hmm. So you have all the monarchs of Europe at the time are all descendants of, of Queen Victoria. And all of them also have the same disease because Queen Victoria actually... Same disease? Yeah, of the, the, the blood disease. Really? Does, yeah. does this also have anything to do with that rare blood type that they have? Perhaps. If they have blood. <laughs> Cold-blooded creatures. Because vampires don't have blood. They just get the blood. <clears throat> they suck from others. Well, I mean, yeah, but when you slice one up with a katana or shoot at it with your with your pistol, mm-hmm. it, it, it blood comes squirting out, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's old blood, the blood that they last – it's like if you shot somebody in the stomach and their stomach exploded and then like pizza came out. You wouldn't be like, yeah, he has pizza running through his veins. You'd be like, no, he ate that, you fool. No, well, that, that might be true for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's the thing. So Queen Victoria uh, had – so the the blood the blood disease itself is spread along the uh, X chromosome X chromosome I think mm-hmm. uh, females have two X chromosomes right mm-hmm. so if you have uh, a good X chromosome that does not have uh, the disease of um, hemophilia then you won't um, you won't show the symptoms so Queen Victoria had. Uh, the um, the home <laughs> homophilia 
And but she also had a, a good uh, X chromosome that did not have have it, so she didn't suffer the um, she didn't suffer the uh, side of the the. the the symptoms. She didn't suffer the symptoms, even though she was a carrier of it. And then a lot of her descendants, if they were male and they got the bad X chromosome from Queen Victoria, then they would have symptoms of it. If they didn't get it, then their bloodline was cured until they remarried into their family and got it from somebody else. And then their bloodline was tainted again with the homophilia. Anyway, so the, the whole point of it is what would be that this weird blood disease of this group of people that are claiming to be descendants of Vlad the Impaler also happened to have this fellow working for them who had weird piercing vampiric eyes? And I'll give you more, more evidence that um, Rasputin was a vampire, okay? Let's go to the night of his assassination. What happened? They fed him poison, cyanide to be exact, and it did nothing, absolutely nothing. Here's the thing about cyanide. If you had an eighth of a teaspoon of cyanide, it would kill you. That stuff is extremely deadly. He ate tons of it, and it did nothing. Vampires are immune to poison. In fact, some of them, uh, when they don't have blood or enough blood, all that's left inside of their veins is poisons. It's not... Anyway, so here's the thing. After that, they shot him in the head, and they shot him in the heart. And all it did was knock him out for a bit. It didn't kill him. He went down on the ground, and he laid there unconscious for an hour. And then he got back up and started running, and they shot him again, and he went down a second time. Then they took him, they wrapped him up in a blanket, and then they bound – they they threw it into the river – into an ice patch and it, he, his body went under the water and it then they found him later floating in the river dead an autopsy revealed that he did not die of bullets despite being shot in the head and the heart and eating cyanide what killed him was the water how do you kill a vampire yeah um, holy, holy running water, water running water was it holy water though it doesn't necessarily have to be holy water <laughs> <laughs> Running water will kill vampires. From what lore does this come from? Because I've never heard of this. Running so, water kills vampires? Yeah. It's any water which is technically fit to be baptismal water. But doesn't it have to be... Holy water? No. Uh, any water that's coming by from... A or a, something? No, no, no. Water that's coming from a natural spring is uh, pure water. And the purity of the water, not necessarily the fact that, like, holy water uh, can, uh, you know, so that's taken, you know, I guess it has to be blessed by a Catholic priest or something. I don't Uh know if they sprinkle anything in it. But holy water that comes straight from the ground is, um, you know, it's natural water. It's it's It has the same principle as the uncut stone that they would build – altars for in the old testament Mm. where it's seen as the hand of god that's why they would stone people back in the day instead of any other form of execution stoning was seen as uh, uncrafted rocks by man so it was the god crafted rocks so you're stoning them with 
God's hand is the idea. So mm-hmm. it's God's water. So it's even better than holy water. It's water that's brought forth through uh, creation, right? Sure. So that is why um, vampires can't cross over running water. It's not because they, they it, it would kill them or harm them. It's that they physically cannot do that. They physically cannot be present in the same place with water. And if they are, it will destroy them. I suppose. So, another thing about why more, more evidence that maybe Rasputin was a vampire. <laughs> okay? How do vampires draw their blood? Like, what are their preferred top, um, not topics, their preferred courses, their preferred meals? Like, who, who are their preferred victims? Uh, preferred victims? I don't know. Just, yeah. I, I would assume any any healthy human being? Nope. Unblemished. So, children? Unblemished. Uh, yes. Virgins. Um, uh, I suppose uh, people who are uh, like priests, I guess. Oh, well, they're supposed to be virgins, too. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be, but, you know, nowadays... Anyway, so the it's the idea that what they're doing is they're taking uh, the blood, which is the, the life essence, and the purer they can find the blood, that uh, is what uh, fuels them better. So how would you get all of this fuel, so to speak? Wouldn't it be interesting if th- this vampire – Created, oh, I don't know, a group of people that followed them were charmed by their magical spirit, uh, their magical abilities, and all of that. Because, you know, vampires got magic, right? <laughs> sure, we'll call it magic. And eh, maybe hypnosis is in there a little bit. And so if he's got all of these people and these, I don't know, these weird so so called, um, uh, cultic gatherings and whatnot where they do weird culty things it wouldn't be an unusual thing to that being his pretense to getting his daily dose of blood from his followers in this weird cult like setting like that would be like the perfect cover story for a vampire you know if you were looking at a mafia fella for a good laundering company you'd find something like i don't know a place that does auctioning that's like your perfect cover story the perfect cover story for a vampire needing a a group of livestock to be human livestock that he feasts upon that you know they go into the closet and whatnot and do secret culty things that you don't talk about later like what better thing would that be than an actual cult leader where you do other weird things quote unquote possibly inside the closet but it's not what you actually think is going on there other <laughs> so, so 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 you think he's a vampire and yeah. someone and someone thing, was able to kill him by throwing as him a vampire in the water. because by him in the shoot, water. if you shoot a vampire in the heart it does not kill them but it will stun them it, you in order to kill them you have to like stake their heart with like a cross or something um, but if you shoot them in the heart with lead it will it will it'll take them out for a short time and like who else could be shot in the head eat cyanide and all of this stuff 
I think there's a few other theories that I'll, I'll throw in there that I, I ran across. One was that the he ate a lot of sugar in the process, and when he was there at the party, they put it in sweet food. And they've it's shown in studies that rats do better when they have a lot of sugar in their system, and the cyanide can bond to the sugar as opposed to bonding to he, uh, hydrogen. Uh, because when it gets in your stomach and it bonds to hydrogen, perhaps uh, th- that's when it's more likely to get accepted into the rest of your body as a poison and be able to be broke down and start causing uh, issues. But if it bonds to the sugar, then it can pass through your body without any harm. Well, then I guess Americans are just... Uh, see, here's the thing. It's only like a slight improvement shown among rats, Okay. Slight improvement. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be something that it's like a cure-all. Hey, I ate. I had three Dr. Peppers. And here I thought Americans were Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like maybe would lessen the effects slightly. It's still science because diabetes is going to kill us first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Uh, then there was another one that maybe his stomach acid was low, and that would be one of the things. Stomach acid would be necessary to break up the um, the because they they had it in what form was it? It was like it was in a salt, so it would have been sodium. Uh, I don't know what, what you would call it, but if it doesn't have stomach acid to come along and separate it from the from the salt, then it wouldn't turn into. A, the gas or whatnot inside the body that you need it to in order for it to be absorbed and start causing um, blocking the whatever my call it that keep your muscles from relaxing. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so there's a few other theories, but wouldn't it make more sense if he was a vampire? Considering that there's people who are claiming to be descendants of the vampire himself, Vlad the Impaler, who are also wait no. That's tied to the, the, the prince. But then, like, here's the thing. Like, the prince and all of it, they have the blood issues. Like, the, I don't know exactly okay, how that is. Is Rasputin like, related no. to anyone but, of these? Through? No, no, but he's helping the royal family who, you know, like, obviously the royal family of Russia's um, vampires. So, <laughs> given that, if there's all the vampires and they all happen to have this supposed blood sickness and that the only way to cure or treat this blood sickness is through transfusions uh-huh transfusions yeah that, that that is the only cure to that disease today is blood transfusions or other additives <clears throat> into the blood that but what, what about blood. all the other supposed miracles for that he helped regular peasants uh, with their sickness well, I don't know. Maybe he's a vampire and he has other things I don't know about. But I, I didn't really bump into a lot of his other miracles in my study. I'm just – I was looking at it going, wait, lots of blood mentioned in this story. And then these pictures of black and white Rasputin are staring into my soul. He's a vampire, man. <laughs> I suppose. I mean I'm not opposed to the idea of Rasputin being a vampire. And then he's helping other vampires being like, dude – let me show you how I do it. I take this, I inject it into my vein, I use Lucy's blood, not that any other blood off the street, okay? 
Like you want the good stuff. Let me let me show you the good stuff, man. Didn't he help kill the the royal Russian family? The the Romanovs? Rasputin he killed a royal family? Didn't he? No, 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 no. The the royal fam after he died, then there was a revolution, and then there was like the the war versus the Reds versus White. Long after Rasputin was dead, and then in the middle of this Russian civil war, um, the Russian um, family was taken down into the basement where they were executed, like all of them. I see, I see. And like they were burned, like right. they cremated down there. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know, would that... Which is how you kill a vampire. <laughs> Does cremation kill vampires? I, I, my, my search history is so messed up now. Because yes. one of the things I was looking into is Rasputin had a family, right? And I was like looking up, can vampires have biological kids? And I figured out the answer is yes, if they're male. Female vampires cannot uh, grow uh, children in their womb, bear, bear but, children, but a vampire, a male vampire, male can vampire impregnates a yes. human. However, female. it has to be right after feeding recently because, or else they won't be able to. Uh, Who does this research? They just follow I, a vampire. I, like, I, he recently <laughs> fed, and he's following that girl into that strange motel. I think something's afoot. <laughs> 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 who does who does this? <laughs> hey, I don't know. I found it on Reddit, so you know that it's reliable. <laughs> oh, if it's on Reddit, it's absolutely the Bible. <laughs> I mean <laughs> hey, 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 it's not called bizarre conspiracies because we come up with ordinary everyday conspiracies. No, no, no. It's bizarre conspiracies because Rasputin is a vampire who's I don't know if he's help if he's feeding off the family. Maybe he wanted royal blood. Maybe the the royalties aren't actually uh, vampires. Maybe he's just a vampire. Maybe they're both vampires. Maybe he's not a vampire himself, but he's helping other vampires. Being like, hey, look, I know what you guys are, and look, here's a prescription. You just need <laughs> some better blood. But I just it's it's the, it's the, the eyeballs looking into my soul, and then the whole thing about the blood. I'm just like. It's all coming together, man. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Um, so I need to use the facilities. But when we come back, we will certainly dive right back into this. And uh, yeah, I do want to hear more of your conspiracies with this. I think Rasputin is is something else entirely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll share that with uh, you in the audience. But uh, yeah, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're just taking a quick break. And we're back from the break. Those of you listening to us live on Twitch or even like a replay on Twitch, um, we, we were never gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe later we'll have some elevator music or something in the, the coming streams where you can be like, and hey, we're on break. And it's that annoying elevator music. Yeah, I have some more testing to do later in the coming days. But for now, I just wanted to get the general setup up and running uh, so we can start streaming live. So when when we were on the break, I, I skimming over my notes, and there's like two more things I want to add. Mad Go ahead and add them. Monarchs. Monarchs? Yes. 
there are a long list of crazy and insane monarchs. Insanity seems to run in the family. And I was wondering, well, wait a minute. Maybe this is somehow connected. So this one's like more of a stretch. But like it's um, thought that King Henry VI of England was insane. Uh, Is King Henry VI the fellow who had many wives? He had like six wives. And like he he killed a few of them. Is that the same guy? I believe that's Henry VIII. Okay. Well, Henry VIII, too, was crazy. All right. Uh, and then there is um, – who, who else was there? Ivan the Terrible. He was crazy. Uh, King George III. Um, uh, and then there was the, the another one who was related to Queen Victoria. Uh, she was um, a, a Mexican monarch. Um Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Charlotta, she was known for being crazy. Anyway, so it's like the whole thing is there's so many crazy people in the European uh, royal families. Like they're all related. I'm wondering like, if this insanity is somehow tied to it. Like I didn't come up with like a proper theory to it, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking it like insanity and all of that. Like. I was going into like my next theory, which is like even crazier, which is like the politicians that it's tied to, like the crazy politicians, and like they're kind of sort of related to some of the monarchs. It seems as though like the Bushes and all that they're related to the royal family, right? Sure, yeah, they are. And then, and then I think that maybe the Clintons had some blood relation. I don't remember. Anyway, hadn't quite gotten to it. Like, wait a minute. Maybe I should look into like all these crazy people, but then I was like thinking of this later when you were saying that maybe this is tied to like Trump and like Trump is crazy, right? And then maybe vampires act insane, but they're like totally rational to uh, themselves, but like we consider them insane because of like different species and all of that. Yes, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just taking a sip of my coke. <laughs> um. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll play into that one a little bit more as you you go through yours. Uh, and then well, really, I only have um, kind of one theory that I that I have that I kind of came up with myself, right? Because it just made sense to me, you know, me and my crazy mind. And uh, and it, it it's tied to Rasputin's like bizarre death, right? Well, that's that's what he's most known for, pretty much, is, is uh, because his death was written about by his murderer. Actually, uh, wrote mm. a book, uh, I think, about the whole Rasputin affair, trying to make a case for why he killed Rasputin. And I think he was eventually killed later. I don't, I don't remember what happened to him, but yeah. Uh, and I think the did you did you listen to the song? Rasputin by uh, ah, what was his name? M- M- the song? Yeah, uh, you don't know the song then. If you knew the song, you'd know the song. But okay, I, I don't. I'll share it with you later. <laughs> okay, it's a great song. But there, there's a song that popularized Rasputin as well. That was made, I think, in the '74. I think was the song was written. Oh well. Mm. No, I don't know the song. 
Um, but so my theory is uh, quite a simple one, actually, and that's, um, do you remember when I was telling you about how before uh, Trump was running for president, I told you there was this time travel story that came out about Donald Trump and his his uncle, who's a scientist, and it's confirmed Donald Trump does have an uncle who is a scientist, and how... Uh, his uncle took Donald Trump into the future to see how things ended up with Hillary as president. So when he came back, he decided to run for president. So those things didn't happen, right? Right. Do you, do you, do you remember the, the basic story I told? Yeah, and I think there was a book written about it that was also about um, Trump's son that you also mentioned. Like It was uh, Baron Trump. There was a book where he was – it was a prophetic book sort of where – it was about Baron, uh, Baron Trump, but it mentioned right, somewhere right. in there that his father was president or something like that. Right, the the Book of Prophecies. <clears throat> so, I think Rasputin and Trump are the same person because Donald Trump has access to this time machine from his uncle. And the reason why he has such a bizarre death is because he never died. He simply came back to his original timeline and huh. continued living on as Donald Trump. Okay, but then, like, where, where which the is whole story about him getting what, shot which, and all of that? Well, nah. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't buy that he got shot. Maybe he got shot at, didn't get hit. So, so do you think that perhaps the folks that assassinated him, in air quotes, were perhaps co-conspirators? <laughs> and, like, they came up... Because no one else bore witness to Rasputin's death besides mm-hmm. these two fellas who were good friends with Rasputin beforehand. Mm-hmm. And they had seemingly nothing to gain from killing Rasputin themselves. Right. It seemed kind of out of the blue that they would kill him. And they claimed that it was because they were afraid of the royalty. But if you look at like, what they were trying to save... They never actually saved the royalty. The royalty still were executed in their basement. Russia was still plunged into a civil right. war. You would think that maybe that wasn't their intent after all. And maybe that's why Trump has these alleged close ties with Russia today. There's no collusion. It's all fake news. <laughs> I used to go by another name. Maybe you heard of it. That's Putin. <laughs> Okay, so, but it was just a fun conspiracy little theory that I came up with. Like, hmm, they're both mad, <laughs> and uh, but Rasputin given what's has going nice on, hair. Well, this so time, did Donald Trump. When well, he was no, old, actually, well, now that I'm looking at his head, it actually looks kind of thin. He has a beard, though. Rasputin has a big, bushy beard. Could have been fake, or you could have just simply shaved it. But given to what's happen, happening to, to Trump right now, it kind of seems similar, the downfall of Rasputin. Um, being being ex- exiled and, and, and attacked and whatnot. Well, eh. See, <laughs> Rasputin was assassinated, though. That's a very significant difference than people being mad at you and yelling at you from the TV. 
Like, it's one thing to like invite a guy into your house and feed him cakes and then shoot him in the yeah, river, but, but, and then the standing though. way far away from him and be like, "He's Batman." You can't you can't assassinate someone today. Oh, of course you can. Oh well, I mean, not as easily as you could back then. Oh, of course you can. You can do it easier. No. Yes. <laughs> not with surveillance these days. Yeah, you just need a Lee Harvey Oswald. A little fall Sure, man. everyone needs a little scapegoat, but I mean, <sighs> no, no, it's not the same. Well, it's not the same. You can't use cyanide cakes anymore. And you can't be like, hey, Rasputin, come sleep with my wife. Hint, hint. <laughs> She's totally at my house right now. Wait, didn't Donald Trump have like two wives? Yes, four. Four wives? I'm pretty sure. Maybe he's not four. He's got at least three. There was, um, he's at least on a third. Oh boy, my have Possib- really possibly weird chain of Google searches now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get a sponsor from v- uh, ExpressVPN. <laughs> Want to hide your history search? ExpressVPN. No, I just like making Google concerned and kind <laughs> of confused. Uh, okay, okay. Donald Trump has five children from three wives. Okay, so that's yeah. it. That, that's it. That's kind of tame. Well, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think how that, the world is messed uh, up. If you compare it to like other presidents, I think um, Clinton only had one kid, right? And then that we know of. I mean, he didn't really right, want right. to be married to Hillary. Well, he might. He might have others. And then there was um, there how many kids did Bush have? Only two, three, uh, two. Maybe? Yeah, I think two. I don't remember. So five is a lot for Honestly, one Honestly, I just, I mean, I just know Jed Bush. That's really all I know. I don't know the other one. Uh, Jed Bush is not, uh, well, he's one of the Bush's kids. Okay, so like there's two Bush presidents. George W. Uh, Bush. There's Brothers. Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah, right? Herbert, Herbert Watcher Walker Bush had several kids. Uh, and two of them were George W. Uh, it was George W. Bush, the next president later on. And then the other one was um, Jed Bush. So Jed Bush and George W. Bush are brothers. I thought that was his son this whole time. Well, that was – well, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not children. Um, uh, well, they're well, both children of the confused. same Gosh, so, darn it. Because there's two, there's two Bushes. And then one of the Bushes, okay, the three Bushes. I remember now. <laughs> I remember now. Two Bushes are president, and then one has two. Yeah. George W. Bush has, I think, yeah, at least two children, and I know one of them. I just remember now. I know one of them is a is a girl. Yeah. And then Obama only had two kids, and then I don't know if Ronald Reagan even had kids, did he? Well, he was an actor before he was the president, so I'm sure he has a bunch of kids somewhere. And I know he had two wives. He was the first divorced president. <laughs> Apparently, oh. it was a big thing at the time. <clears throat> if if being divorced was a big deal as a president, I mean, <laughs> we're we're past, we're way past that now. 
Yeah. Well, let, let's finish up with Rasputin yeah. so we could talk about what's happening with Trump because I do want to get into that a little bit. All right. So, uh, we, we, you were the theory was that Trump is Rasputin time travel. I'm going to say yes. it's a little sketchy because, like, I'm not seeing a huge tie between the two because I wouldn't say that, like, the same things happening to you is an indicator of being the same person. Let's say there was two different people in history. Let's say Napoleon. Sure. Uh, uh, let's see. And the bakery manager. Huh? Bakery manager. Hey, hold up, 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 hold up. Uh, I don't see the connection between Napoleon and the <laughs> bakery manager. Okay, the the assistant bakery manager. Let me be specific. Okay, the the one I hate. Yeah, yeah. But how does it have anything to do with Napoleon? They're both intrusive. <laughs> okay. So really, the, the only reasoning had I had. Really, Napoleon. the only reasoning I had for for Trump being time traveling Rasputin was just because it sounded cool. Yeah. Okay. And he already had a time traveling story. Right. Well, see, do you know Santa Ana? Right. We're both Texans. You better know Santa Ana. Uh, nope. Holy moly. Santa Ana. Yeah, Santa Ana. Who is Santa Ana? Is that some kind of new taco? No, no. That is the <laughs> fella who was president, I think. I think he called himself president of Mexico. When Mexico uh, had a civil war, uh, kind of a revolution, where this part of Mexico broke away from Mexico and is now known as Texas. And there was a big fight at this place known as San Antonio, and there's a little place in San Antonio known as the Alamo where a particular fight took place. You, mm-hmm. you Maybe you've heard of it? Sure. I mean, I've heard I'm of really it. I'm really condescending of you right now. How do you not know of Santa Ana? I didn't know so, the Santa guy's Anna name was Santa Ana. was the fella who sieged the Alamo. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. He was given the orders. He was also the leader of Mexico at the time. <clears throat> So at this point, was so, uh, California parallels. still part of Mexico? Yes. I think California may have actually been having its own civil war at the same time. Like That was one of the reasons that Texas was able to secede from Mexico is because there was multiple revolutions happening in Mexico at the same time. And Santa Ana couldn't put them all down <laughs> at the same time. We were like, look, they're, they're uh, distracted. Let's, let's succeed right now. Well, no, it was uh, the... It was actually more of the I'm, way I'm Texas you, was seceding, and then the other I'm me- place I'm messing said, with you. Uh, I'm giving you a history lesson that you thoroughly need. <laughs> sorely need. So Texas was seceding, and then another part of Mexico started seceding, and Santa Ana was fighting in Texas, and it wasn't going so well for him, so he decided just to let Texas go, and he went and dealed with the rebellion and the other part of Mexico. All right. So Santa You Ana, do know I'm not from San Antonio. I don't care. I'm not from San Antonio either. But here's yeah. the thing. I'm from history Texas. Nerd. You, he's a history nerd. I watched one <laughs> Daniel Boone, no, it was Davy Crockett movie. That one made by Walt Disney. <laughs> oh, that Walt is Disney. like my main source of information when it comes to the Alamo. Okay? When did Mickey Mouse make his appearance? Mickey Mouse did not appear. <laughs> Walt Disney did. And see, the funny thing is, Mickey Mouse was not the staple head of Walt Disney at the time. 
Walt yeah. Disney was still alive when it was made. Anyway, 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 Santa Ana compared himself to Napoleon a lot. He called himself the Napoleon of the West. And there are a lot of similarities between Napoleon and uh, Santa Ana. If he was stating himself as uh, Napoleon, like a reincarnated Napoleon, maybe he was just trying to mimic. I, the, what I'm as, saying as is, to just because somebody has a lot of similarities to another person in history does not necessarily mean that they are the same person, because the same thing can happen to two different people. So what I'm saying is, this whole thing about Trump being Rasputin, I mean, even if you were to say that the the assassination of Rasputin and the whole um, political turmoil, turmoil over Trump are very similar and strikingly similar, uh, which yeah, debatable. It doesn't necessarily prove that they are one and the same because it would be a weird thing for somebody to go back in time or forward in time and the exact same thing play out to them in a different time place. Like, why would you be plagued with the same fate in the same plot? There would be, have to be like some reason why history or the surrounding uh, circumstances would play out to you whether you were in the past or the present. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I was I was cho- choking on yeah, coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could hear you. I could hear yeah. you struggling. It, it went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> but again, I I want to reiterate. I just think it's a cool story, so I'm going <laughs> to stick to it. You know, time traveling Trump. Met his end as president, so went back in time as Rasputin. Because I have an even crazier theory. What let's if let's, let's hear? Let's well, hear. not crazier, but I, I have a few more things. What if Joe Biden is a vampire? It's the oldest vampire I've ever seen. Like, of course, vampires are like immortal or something. I don't know. No, 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 like, yeah, sure. How would sure, a sure, vampire? Sure. Vampires are like thousands of years old, but I'm saying he's physically looks so old. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a really old looking vampire in my remember, life. Remember the insanity thing? Sure. Okay. Like, maybe Joe Biden isn't crazy. He's just a vampire sane. Now nah, he's crazy. Okay. And then another thing is, like, how would a vampire be able to tell which blood to eat? You sniff the hair, obviously. What hair? He doesn't have any hair. <laughs> No, no, he can't even the sniff. hair of your victim. Like you're, he, you're, you're he looking, can't even smell. Well, he sure does a lot of hair sniffing for not being able to smell. He's such a, a, a feeble old man. You haven't seen him sniffing people's hair? That's that's a gross. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he's, he's well known for being creepily sniffing other people's hair. Was this before COVID? It, this is before COVID. This is during COVID. This is like why would you sniff somebody's hair during COVID? Because you're Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm not Joe Biden. If you were Joe Biden, you'd be sniffing people's hair while you were wearing a mask, okay? If I was Joe Biden, I... Okay. So here's the thing. Look, Joe. Here, here, here. Look, I'm, let, me, let me make it clear to you. I'm going to have to start doing a Joe Biden impression since he's going to be president. I'm going to have to learn that one. Like, here's the thing, Joe Smo. What, what we're dealing with here <laughs> is a hair-sniffing vampire. And I, I got the proof, Okay. He's crazy. That's all the proof you need. All right? I'm out of time. <laughs> you forgot oh, to stumble what? all your words together and skip every other word. It's kind of kind of how Joe talks now. Uh, I actually haven't I haven't 
seen anything of him in the news. Has he done any public appearances since he was elected? <laughs> Why is he going to come out when Trump is being essentially just, put on a cross? <laughs> it's like you heard about Joe Biden. Like Joe Biden's hiding he's, he's from the media. Crucified. Joe Biden's hiding from the media. He's he's losing his marbles. You're not going to hear from him. That's sort of a thing. Okay. Now he's elected. It's like where did he go? Yeah. Let, let, let me let me. Like, what else do we have to say about Rasputin? He was a weird guy. He had, quote, unquote, mystical powers. Uh, I think the dude had uh, the power of, like, what's it called? Foresight? Um, yeah. Where you, could, where you could look into the future a little bit. I think he probably had that, but he didn't have any, like, healing Well, here's powers. the thing. He predicted his own death. Yes, I know he predicted his own death. That's what I'm saying. He could see the future, no doubt about that. And it wasn't like the the clearest thing, where like he would look into a crystal ball and see it like it was a movie playing out. He'd be like, right, I got right. this feeling. Right. You're like I said get, earlier, uh, uh, he, he's no Nostradamus, but I do think he was able to see the future to some extent. I don't think he had any healing powers, and uh, I think he charmed his way so into I the think, Russian royal family. I think, I, honestly, have, I think that's what I think. I think he, he maybe a little bit of the, um, what do you call it, Passiblo, did play into it. But I do believe that he probably had some natural herby medicine or some sort of a therapy, probably with therapy of some kind. Maybe physical therapy, maybe rough physical therapy. Like, he would help. <laughs> but I do think... <laughs> I do think that he did some... <laughs> Hands-on, perhaps healing. What, what's rough physical therapy? <laughs> have, is, that, have, is that where you, like, force sex? Seen, um, have you seen uh, King of the Hill, the TV show? Not in a very long time. Uh, do you remember John Redcorn? Uh, the Indian character? Yeah. He was a massage therapist. <clears throat> yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, 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 I remember. And people's wives would go to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the that's a kind of um kind of hands on uh, rough physical therapy. <laughs> so yeah, he would just have sex with them. That's, What's wrong no, with you? No, no, no. They had a headache. You got a headache? Let me stick my penis in you. No, you'll be healed in no time. <laughs> they have a they had a scheduled massage therapy. Okay, like, where are you getting all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> It's Rasputin, right? He's known to have sexual... Yeah, the idea that he had was you would sin until you send all the sin out of you. Wow. You drive the sin out with sin. Um, so I, I guess that's a, I don't know, maybe similar to the idea of like people who are smokers. That's very, that's would, very Baptist of him. Uh, have you ever heard heard of this, that people when they're smokers, that one of the ways that they try to kill the uh, craving would be they take ash from the cigarettes and they put it in water and drink it. No, like, so, never heard of that. Like the idea is that they would do things with cigarettes or people who are addicted to something like they would find some way to make the thing that they are addicted to revolting to them. So they would do like nasty stuff with it until like the idea becomes that it's revolting. But I don't think that that's quite what Rasputin was going for. Or if that's what he was going for, then I think all he did was develop kinks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Now, the only thing I've heard about smokers um, trying to, I guess, quit smoking was kind of like over smoking. Like, so they would take a pack and then smoke the whole pack till they got really sick and didn't feel like smoking anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, or, or that's how chain smokers start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all depends on who you are, man. But yeah, so that's, that's Rasputin. Rasputin. So okay, on on um, I don't know. So, on the on the crazy deviant, wild, mystical scale of historical figures, who would you place higher, Rasputin or Aleister Crowley? Ooh, see, here's one thing that uh, that Rasputin really has going for him. He is a historical figure. Like you will find him in history books because like he may have had some significant impacts on history. Aleister Crowley, you know, he you know he was a spy for the British during World War One. Like he had his little bits that he chipped in here and there, but he didn't influence a monarch. He didn't rule a country from behind the curtains. No, he just influenced about every hippie rocker in the seventies. Uh, yeah, I guess you do have the cultural point there with the uh, sex magic. <laughs> but he didn't create a scandal that helped people get angry at the monarchs and led to a communist revolution. Well, who can live up to that, huh? Rasputin. Very few people. Very few people. <laughs> so I, I am saying that Rasputin has a lot going for him with him hitting high or on the list due to the fact that he – well, because you didn't say like which one did the most. You said which one did more in the magical – what was what, it? Like, what was your question? Uh, 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 <laughs> I said on the scale of this deviant, mystical – uh, historical figures, just yeah. crazy, crazy, right? Who, so, so who's, the, who's, who's crazy? I would say the, the crazier, I, I think I would pick Aleister Crowley for yeah, sure. Yeah, Aleister Crowley was crazier for if sure. If we're talking about historical importance, definitely Rasputin. And uh, not to write off um, Aleister Crowley, because like you were pointing out, he did influence a lot of other people. Right. But then influence and, groups. and being the leader of like, – so let's take, for instance, a cult leader. Let's say the fellow who started the cult um, – Heaven's Gate? Uh, Christers. Christies? <laughs> okay. That guy, you can't give him credit for everything that Rasputin did. You can be like, yeah, he influenced Rasputin, maybe. He started an organization which influenced Rasputin. But sure. you can't – he wasn't even part of the organization. Like you could give him more credit <laughs> – if Rasputin was like, yeah, I'm a total Christy boy, this is how it works. No marriage, we don't drink, we don't steal, we just have it with your wife, okay? Because you shouldn't be married, okay? <laughs> like that would that would be slightly um, – you would give more credit to the, the, the cult leader. But like he wasn't even part of the cult. So like uh, Aleister Crowley did start a cult, right? Yes. But most of the people he influenced – we're not part of his cult so that the degrees of separation between him and the actual influences that he put out there like how much of it is actually attributed attributable to him eh, it becomes a little hard to tell but definitely you don't want to gloss over what he did like right no i'm not well, I'm saying I'm not, I, yeah. I maybe me Personally, be more yeah. like the person who would gloss over because like I'm a proponent of um, Rasputin early on. So I want to like clarify that I'm not trying to poo poo on Crowley's achievements <laughs> of the dastardly. <clears throat> Do you think they would have been uh, good friends if they, if they had ever? <sighs> See, I, I think there would be a slight clash. Now that I'm thinking about it, like beforehand, I thought, oh, yeah, they'd get along like best bros. They'd be uh, inspecting one another and they'd be having 
throwing parties together. But now sure, I'm thinking they, about they'd it. be throwing their own orgies together. But the, now I'm thinking about it. Wait a minute, these two strong personalities. Maybe they would clash. Maybe they would see each other like rivals. Like, dude, what are you doing? Back off! I am the mystical one. What do you think you? Are? <laughs> I know I'm the holy man. What are you talking about? That is true. So yeah, um, as, actually, I just thought about that because on one aspect you have Aleister Crowley, who is very well known for dabbling in the dark arts, right? Mm-hmm. Having uh, demon summonings and and whatnot, and but then you have Rasputin, who is who's a holy man, right? He had yeah. the uh, a vision of uh, the Virgin Mary, yeah, and, and he decided to cleanse people's sins. So yeah. you do have uh, very opposite. Yeah, and he he like preached from the Bible and all that, you know. <clears throat> yes. So I don't I don't remember was Aleister Crowley kind of um, atheistic almost like he believed in a spiritual world but no deity. Um, no, he definitely believed in a deity. It was um, a rather nasty one though. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the same one that. Uh, it wasn't for spiritual growth. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the. Uh, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit thing that Rasputin was after. <laughs> so, yeah, no, now that I think about it, maybe they would be at war with each other, right? Like Rasputin might try to cleanse him. Yeah, I could I could see them like on opposite sides of town. Stay away from that, that um, uh, ungodly party over there. Come to this holy communion of bodies here. <laughs> and on the other <laughs> side of town, I'd be like, stay away from them heretics. <laughs> Come, but you really don't have you really don't have any more strong personalities like that throughout history. These, these crazed cult leaders. Ah, uh, there's a uh, that one scientist guy, um, Tesla. You, he, he's some. Yeah, he's not really a cult leader though. He's just uh, I don't know a major people historical who are like big fans of him like, practically their own cult. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all like, we shit on everything Edison never did. It was Tesla. Don't you know? I, oh, one of the things that I thought, thought was absolutely hilarious, I uh, seen that there was this video that uh, Tesla made this special alloy that couldn't be damaged. And like, they showed this video of this guy pounding on metal with his hammer and wasn't denting it. That they made it to like a car or something. They were pounding with a sledgehammer and wasn't denting the car. And like, see this powerful alloy that is made? And it was made by this this um, substance that the government then banned immediately three years later or something like that. And it's known as hemp. So it's like, wait a minute, you're telling me that Tesla made marijuana steel and that it's stronger and that's why it's illegal because they were afraid of making a, uh, you just want to smoke marijuana, don't you? <laughs> I, I can't think of a, wouldn't that be funny if that was the argument that made marijuana legal on a federal level is like, I've seen dumber things happen on a federal <laughs> level, quite honestly. Did you see when uh, Congress literally uh, came together to vote to to send a letter to Pence asking him to invoke the 25th Amendment? Uh, like they literally voted on that. It took 15 seconds, 20 seconds? When, when was this? This was like a couple of days ago. I've... I checked out of um, pol- politics and news and all of that for the past two, three weeks or something like that. I was talking on the phone to a fellow and he's like, you're just saying that because of the thing that's happening at the Capitol. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't know? <laughs> the thing that's happening at the Capitol, like people are storming the White House. And I was like, what? 
So yeah, I've been yeah. checked out for a bit. I hope you uh, brushed up a little bit about what's happening recently. Uh, yeah, it kind of trickles through through other people. I I hear snippets and I get I get a little information, but then like things will catch me off guard. Like, wait a minute, they wrote a letter to Pence and they had to vote on it. <laughs> like, there, there'll be some yeah. things that'll catch me. Like, nope, first time hearing it. <laughs> you. Our tax dollars hard at work there. Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose we'll uh, go ahead and end the Rasputin discussion and, and open up the Trump one. So, lately, I have never seen a president treated so poorly. And, well... Like, ever. Like, see, I'm not, I'm, not, it, it, I'm not a Republican, but I would say I would have to agree with you on that. Well... I don't think that the, the whole... I mean, I, I am a Republican, but I, I'm not picking sides here. I'm just... Reporting when I see right, and so when I, I, I click would, on, I would also to have to say any... I'm not a Democrat either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep having to throw. I keep forgetting, like people who know me, like yeah, he's not a Democrat, and so they think that I'm a Republican by default. But um, for those who don't know me, yeah, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I can only mean one thing. I'm not a Libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> can only mean two things. <laughs> okay, but. Uh, <clears throat> he's been he's been treated poor, very poorly as a president. People you want to hear are starting to. What's your theory? My theory is that it's it has actually very little to do with Trump right at the moment. It's all political um, uh, grandstanding. It's grandstanding. That's what's going on right now. None of them are serious. None of them care. None of them even really think about Trump anymore. He's he's out. Like you know how how long is it till inauguration uh, of uh, Biden? Right. <clears throat> I next don't know, Wednesday. five, next six Wednesday. days. So, so five days. They, th- there's no way that they're going to be impeaching him. Like, they don't care. They're all doing it for grandstanding. And but I don't think that this whole rioting thing at the Capitol, I know very little bit about it, but I don't think that was incited by Donald Trump. So I didn't actually... Or not enough. No, I didn't, I I didn't know about it either when it happened. You could even, in a regular court where you have, I don't know, let's say nine people who are not American citizens. At, let's say you're cr- cr- making a jury of people who are, I don't know, from Brazil. About as third party as you can get, right? Very little skin in the game. And they're looking at it and you were to show them the facts. Could you get them to convict beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump incited a riot? And I think you would find there is probably no way you could ever get that sort of a guilty sentence passed. I think they're doing this because they're trying to prevent him from running again. No, if they were trying to prevent him from running again, they would invoke, I think it's the 15th Amendment. What is the 15th amendment? So it was right after the amendment uh, that um, banned slavery. It was right after the Civil War that it was made. And what they would do, it, it, what it did in it was it banned all Confederate um, Confederates. Like if you were a Confederate soldier, if you were a Confederate officer, if you were a Confederate, Confederate uh, political a person, so like you were you know, Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy, you could not hold a U.S. Uh, house, uh, not house, uh, U.S. <laughs> seat anymore. You could not. All run. it says about the 15th Amendment is that it, it's the right to vote not denied. So maybe you're thinking of something else. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, so there, there's a, an amendment that says that the idea behind these amendments is that 
people who were participating in the Civil War could not um, could not run for political office again. So they could just invoke that and be like, "See, this guy was uh, a rebel against the United States." Like if you're if you're inciting a riot, okay, uh, against in trying to do a coup against uh, Joe Biden, then you could be that amendment could be used against you, saying that you were uh, somebody who is uh, a dissident of the United States of America and therefore are not allowed to run for political office anymore. That would be the smarter mm. way of going. Because <clears throat> if you just impeach a fellow, they can still run for office. Well, I mean, they were talking about something about they're going to try him after Biden comes into uh, the office. Yeah, but you wouldn't Im- – see, the impeachment only removes somebody from office. It does right. not convict them of a crime. Pretty sure it doesn't. Well, they're going to convict him if they can convince a judge that the rioting is – was provoked by Trump. Yeah, but I I really don't think that they're even trying to do that. I think it's grandstanding, like I said. Well. Okay, so it was the 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment. Uh, and it was Section 4 of the 15th Amendment, uh, 14th Amendment, and it says, <clears throat> The validity of the public debt to the United States uh, authorized by law incurring debts uh, incurred for the payment of pensions and bounties and services and suppressing the insurrection or rebellion it shall not be questioned, but uh, neither the United States nor the Senate shall assume to pay any debt or obligation incurred in the insurrection. Uh, maybe I'm reading the wrong section. <laughs> okay. This one is section three. No person shall be senator, representative in Congress, nor elector of the president or vice president or holding any office, civil or military, under the United States um, or any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislator or of an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have a shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or giving aid or comfort to the enemy thereof, Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Uh, okay, so what they're saying is, I, I, I butchered that, but you kind of got the gist of it, right? It's saying that if you made an oath to support the Constitution and then you did a insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution – or given aid or comfort to, you won't not be able to hold any of the offices that I mentioned. But you, Congress can, after it said, saying, may by a vote of two-thirds, remove such a disability. So if you invoke the 15th Amendment, the 14th, 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment. Uh, on Donald Trump there, he would not be able to run for any office unless the House and the Senate approved by two-thirds that he's allowed to run again. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... So that would be the one I think that they would be more likely to use if they were trying to keep him from running for office. But I have a feeling that as soon as Donald Trump gets out of office, this is my this is my uh, prediction, so we'll see how well it goes. Because my predictions so far have not been stellar. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my prediction. After he gets out of office... The impeachment will become moot and it will be dropped in the Senate. It will not be voted on. And then after it's not voted on in the Senate, 
everything about Donald Trump will be forgotten until Donald Trump runs for office again in 2024. Why would he run for office again? He has been so humiliated this time. Well, I don't think it's going to stop him. I think he is going to try and run again. I mean, obviously it's not going to stop him. We're talking about Donald Trump here. Yeah, because I think – I don't know if he actually believes it because I don't believe that the election was stolen. Do you, uh, Eric? I I don't – I'm not saying like you shouldn't, but – like I just looking at myself, I, I kind of have a feeling that it was that this outcome is not necessarily one of fraud. Um, well, considering considering what we've talked about in the past about um, it, it doesn't matter what party you're from. Right. Uh, the government's going to have its hand in it no matter what. I do think it's rigged. Do I think it was stolen from Trump? Possibly. I don't know. I don't have any proof for it. Mm hmm. What I can say is that <laughs> he's, he's being a big old sore loser right? at, at this particular moment. Yeah. It, it, Con- contesting the votes, one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Continually going on, making kind of kind of an ass of yourself, and then just being generally humi- humiliated every day into the point where you got a second impeachment just, you know, days before you're out of office anyway. <laughs> It's absurd. And I think, and I think, you know, yeah, partially Trump's fault, but I think it's partially the media who controls the media. Yeah, I, I do believe that the the political parties in the United States have gotten way too aggressive. Like if you were to say, if you were a Republican uh, in the in the House, like a Republican uh, representative, and you were speaking to your donors uh, about the enemy, You're like the enemy. I am here to fight the enemy, and blah blah blah. Most people would mm. assume that you were listening to that you were speaking about the Democrats, right? Well, that's not the way that a nation is supposed to work. We're not supposed to see the other side as enemies. If we're seeing the other side as enemies, then the problem is that we're divided, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean that we need to all come together. It just means that maybe we all just need to go far apart. <laughs> So I am a slight uh, proponent of a secession from the union, peaceful thereof, no war, just a vote and saying goodbye, shaking hands, and then parting on speakable terms and, you know, forming different countries. No violent um, civil war needed. Like that's going to happen? I think it could. There's been many countries that have been like, "Um, good day to you, sir. We shall not speak no more. I agree. I don't want to see your face anymore anyways. You know, I'm speaking because hearing, you know, that happened to England. Like very large parts of the English empire have split away peacefully like Canada, like Australia, like India, like South America, not like US of A. <laughs> but I'm saying it can be done. I don't know. There's always a possibility. Yes, it can be done. But realistically, is it going to be peaceful? Probably not. Uh, I mean, who really wants to fight it? If you were, well, a Democrat, I mean, nobody wants to fight us. <laughs> we have all the guns. Uh, if you were, if you were a California Democrat, would you want to be in the same nation as a stereotypical Texan? Is that is that a fun idea? fun prospect for most Californian Democrats, probably I don't not. Know. They, I mean, they seem to be mo- all moving to Texas anyway. Well, the the ones that are fed up being Californian Democrats, I would think. 
I, I think they're just fed up with California's high taxes. Well, I've met some that have moved in here from California, and they're they're well, almost more Texas you than I am. You're not gonna come from California to Texas without already thinking California sucks right. from the beginning. You're not gonna be a diehard Democrat or a diehard liberal from California. Come to Texas. Uh, I don't know. I have to check with one Democrat that I know that did not was not born here in Texas. The, and then she, the did you come from California? Just by chance. <laughs> I came from Utah. I wonder what the Mormons are. Are the Mormons more Republican leaning <laughs> or are they more Democrat leaning? Because I do know that um, that fella who ran in 2012, um, he's, he's a senator still. Mm. Uh, he's a guy who doesn't like Trump. Oh, there's a lot of those. Yeah, but he's the guy, he's like one of the only Republicans to vote to impeach Trump when they were voting the first time. Who was that? Rudy Giuliani? Uh, Is he even Republican? I don't know know Rudy Giuliani, but I know that the guy that I'm speaking of is Republican. His name starts with M. I I would not know. (laughs) But trust me, the the couple of Californians that I've met... Uh who have been liberal. I don't think any of them that I met were Democrat, but they were liberals and they absolutely hated the idea of uh, moving to Texas. They couldn't even tolerate going to Austin. You know, Austin's so liberal here. Yeah. They couldn't tolerate even that. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Okay, well, yeah, he hates Trump. But he hates Trump because he's also a big O-sore loser. (laughs) (laughs) Well... He was Mitt Romney, when he ran for pre- Mitt Romney didn't when, run against Trump though. No, he didn't run against Trump. But when he did run for presidency, mm-hmm. he got shitted on. Yeah, pretty by much. the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Yeah, and now that a <laughs> a yeah. telebi- uh, TV celebrity star and the Republican base and- loves Trump. If it, you know, so, Trump is getting all the love that Mitt wanted. <laughs> That's why he hates. Trump. <laughs> Anyway, so Mitt Romney is a Mormon. So I wonder, are most Mormons Republican? Or is this Mitt Romney not a good representation of all Mormons? I think he's just not a good representation. All right, Google. Please clear out that weird stuff I was Googling about uh, vampires. I want to figure out if Mormons are Republican. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> good, good times. Good times. So... <clears throat> As a, as a conclusion. Yes. In recent decades, since the 1968 presidential election, the Republican Party has consistently won the majority of the Latter-day Saints um, in most national and state-level elections. As a result, Utah, the state with the majority of the Mormons, or Church of Latter-day Saints, population, is one of the most heavily Republican states in the country. Uh-huh. But remember, Mormons don't want to be called Mormons anymore. They want to be called Christians. Well, they ain't Christians. We Christians, like everybody else, call us Christians. <sighs> They're about as Christian as Muslims, though. Because Muslims yeah. still believe in the Bible, and they still believe that Jesus is a, is a, a saint. Not a saint. Um, a prophet. They call, call them prophets. So Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet, and he was sent by Allah. And they believe that um, Jesus was, uh, that, you know, Muhammad was a prophet that followed after Jesus. But the same thing, the Mormons believe that Jesus was a man who wasn't a god, but then later ascended to becoming a god. 
but wasn't part of the Trinity. So, like, what's the difference between Mormonism and Islam in their relation to Christianity, right? Aren't, aren't Mormons, like, just as close to Christians as Muslims? Uh, and those are different branches. Theoretically, I guess. I, I, w- I, I definitely would throw them in a different category. Well, gently set them in a different category. I wouldn't just throw them. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> toss them into it. You go over there. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of what they want to be called now. And I got and I got told I got told that in person by an actual Mormon as well. Well, cuz I, I wanted to test that theory. Out. I don't know. I, I need to have a talk with some of my Mormon friends about whether or not what what they actually want to be called because I bet most Church of Latter-day Saints don't all want to be called Church of Latter-day Saints and not all of them probably want to be called Christians. I'm sure there's a few that don't want to be called that. Right? I mean, you're always going to have stubborn people, right? Right. The old ways are the best ways. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go back to stoning. Well, what do you think about... I know, like, your opinions on marriage are not quite all the typical. (laughs) Um, So, back in the day... uh, We've definitely had this conversation before. (laughs) Would you lean more towards the... um, Christy way of uh, marriage, or would you lean more towards the Genghis Khan um, uh, polygamy style of marriage? Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know. I guess I would go with Kong. I, I think I would side with Kong on this one. Okay. What do you think about wa- uh, women who have multiple husbands? Uh, I would say that's very Mormon of you. But Mormons have um, many wives, but the wives only have one husband. Yes, I know. But it's not the... What if you had the reverse? Many husbands, but one wife? Yeah. It's going to be one tired wife. Well, there are a few cases I have, I think, in Alaska, that would be something that the Eskimos had, uh, that one wife would have many husbands, but she would only have children and special relations with one husband. And the other husbands, oh, I see. they were husbands, but uh, they were only... So they were kind of like her fans, um, right? They were just there to service her. Yeah, and they they would... Uh, so it was like one family with many, many uh, providers. So it was more right. like a, uh, an economical system than it was a... It's really weird. ...union. Uh, so what do you think about the what I would consider the most complex types of marriages? Where you have multiple wives and multiple husbands. So it's like person A in the marriage is married to four people. But those four people, some of them are only married to two people. But those two people that they're married to, one of those people is married to like another four people. So it's like one person's married to four people, but that person they're married to is joined to a different union, which has multiple people in it. So like this huge network of marriages. <clears throat> That's really weird. What is your opinion? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that for anybody. <laughs> no, no. It's very interesting. Uh, uh, I there was a YouTube channel, uh, Jubilee, I think is the name of it, and they had this one where they were interviewing polygamists. And I would say polygamists are one group that I most certainly cannot understand. I have tried, but I, I cannot see things well, from their perspective. Like I've, you, I went. You know my, you know my views church. on marriage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a Mormon church and I talked to Mormons and I learned a lot about Mormon beliefs. Well, I didn't. I, I went there one time. It's not like with a Mormon at one time. You make that clear. I was there <laughs> to understand and learn about Mormons. 
and I was able to see the world from their point of view, and I thought it was weird, but I was able to sort of glimpse from the other side what it was to look at the world from their eyes. Mm-hmm. I cannot right. do that with polygamist. I cannot see a world in which you would want to share your spouse. That is just something I cannot grasp. Do you think the swingers were like a prelude to this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about swingers. Oh, if they just share. If you told me that, I, share. yeah, I know, I know, like the, That's the all they do. dictionary definition, but I don't know like their they philosophies just, and all of that. I mean, they just they just meet and share. Yeah, just more of a adding spice to life sort of a group. Yeah, yeah, just like a casual, like, oh, let's go to a swingers club, meet some new people. So there was no philosophy behind it? No. no like, him, let's get experience with other groups, see how they do it, and then, like, maybe we can meet back if, if up and consider, share and compare study notes. Not like that sort you, of thing. Yeah, if, if you consider lust being philosophy, then sure. <laughs> That's all it was. Polygamy is one of those things that I don't understand. Look, look, just so everybody's clear, I think at most, at most, you should only consider at most, consider very carefully, at most, just one person. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say two, and then I was going to be like, Eric. And then I was like, one, and I was like, oh, wait, okay, old Eric is back. Houston, we have made contact with the ground. (laughs) I think that's about as most as a human can possibly uh, coexist with. It's just one person. <laughs> Have you seen the old movie Fiddler on the Roof? So in it, it's it's about uh, a Jewish um, village. Anyway, so the 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 milk uh, the, the the main character is the milk farmer of the town, and the butcher sends a request to him. I think via town gossip and says he wants to meet with him. And so he goes and he goes, he says to his wife who tells him, um, little wolf, the the butcher wants to speak with you. And like, I don't, I know what he wants to meet about and I have no way I am going to give him or sell him my new milk cow. (laughs) Mm. And his wife is like, just go, because she knows what the meeting's actually about. So he goes there, and the butcher, he's like got his whole house cleaned, and he's uh, spruced himself up, and he's like trying to make himself as presentable as possible, and he's like, Tevia, which is the milk guy. I'm so glad you're here to speak with you. I have something very important to ask you. And then Tevia is like, I know what you're going to say, and there's just no way it's going to work out. He's like, ah. I know that we've never gotten along, Tavia, very well. We've had our differences, and I just, I want her because I'm lonely. You're lonely. That is why you want my cow. Cow? Well, that's what she is. Tavia, look, here's the thing. Like, every time I see her, I just, I just, it it just, I, I, I need, ever since my wife died, I've needed something in my life, and I just want what are you going on about? Like one today you want her and then you'll want her, uh, the other, my other one too. It's like two, what do I do with two? Well, the same you would do with the first. And like at the end, he figures out that like the, the butcher actually wants to marry his daughter and he thought mm. he was trying to buy a cow. And so it was kind of a com- comical thing. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's what you thought of. Yeah. Because the thing is, uh, one 
one point, like the, the the butcher thinking that he's saying, first one day you'll want to marry my older daughter, and then you'll want to marry the younger daughter as well. And he's like, what would I want with the second daughter? The same thing you would want with the first. Well, so the thing <laughs> is, um, what it, it's a kind of an interesting movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't know why it just popped into my head. Anyway, using one at maximum, I was like, well, and it has to be considered. How can you handle two? No one can handle one to begin with. So exactly. Should you even consider handling just one? I don't quite share your views on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, not everyone. I do. I do think I do think, though, that modern marriage does have significant flaws. And I do think that the old, the old folks, the uh, the older generations, my grandparents and my grandparents before me, definitely had a better way of doing marriage than like my parents and then my parents' generation. Marriage just seemed to work better in the olden days. So I do think you just need to go and discover them old secrets. What have we forgotten? <laughs> well, with that, I think. Go ahead and end the podcast. <laughs> we didn't even. Hey, get the I want to think. Other planes crashing. The what? <laughs> we didn't get planes the planes crashing. burning and crashing. So uh, just making a joke about you know marriages crashing and burning and that sort of thing. It's making a. I, I guess they oh, call yeah, that yeah, an, yeah. an allegory. I don't know what the proper term for that would be. Anyway, I was alluding to crashing and burning. Mm, I see. Well, it was a fun first Twitch stream for the podcast, and if you're new to hearing us, we've been doing this for like, what, two years? Two and a half years? I don't don't think it's been three years. I haven't been keeping count, that's for sure. (laughs) It's been a while. We've been, I think we're just about on our hundredth episode here, and uh, we definitely passed that hundred episode if you take into consideration the Patreon episodes we've done in the past, and the YouTube ones that we've done. So, Bizarre Conspiracies, we usually do this once a week, and uh, it's usually maybe delayed if, you know, one of us is busy, which sometimes we are, but uh, there's always a new episode out. So, thank you for listening, and if you want to email either one of us for a suggestion. We do Bizarre Conspiracies, so if there's a bizarre, random, obscure conspiracy out there that you're like, this one's not touched on enough, I think this one should be more streamlined. Send it to us. We will most certainly cover it. You can send the that email. The and wackier, the better. <laughs> you can send that email to bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. And that's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Now, I want to thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this on Twitch, either live or in replay, hit that follow button. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.